Welcome to Off the Screen. Podcast all about basketball. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Finally, finally, Mike, we got playoff basketball. Um, you're currently recording on Sunday the 17th at 11.23 p.m. So we've gone through almost the entire first round. Or sorry, the entire uh, no. round of game ones. Yeah, we went for the first set of games. Yeah, the and, o- the only one still playing right now is the the Suns versus Pelicans, which like we don't uh, need to watch closely. Last time I last time I, ch- I checked the score, it was it's, not going it's, well. It's eighty five to ninety nine. We don't need to we don't need to oh, watch that one close. It, it got closer. No, mm. you never know. Uh, was it Brooklyn was down by fifteen and then rallied? Damn man, that was a nail biter. Right, but that was Brooklyn and Boston, not Phoenix and New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so play-in tournament, first round. Uh, is there anything we need to say about the play-ins, except for, like, Clippers choked? Um, well, I mean, they, 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 they didn't have Paul George. Um Fucking You're the right Hornets choked. The Hornets were bad. I I told you, yeah. I, I told you like the, the Hornets can't be on anything this year. I don't see it. But um I mean I hope they get better, but damn, that was rough. That was the second time they played in a play and they lost by like an absurd margin. <laughs> They're not a good playing team right now. And did you hear uh I hope this wasn't a ball sack sports fucking tweet <laughs> but um i'm pretty sure i heard that labello switching back to the number one yeah he he said i'm not number two anymore i'm the number one yeah said that said that the number two didn't treat him well or some shit <laughs> yeah i ain't supposed to wear number two ever again in my life yep but pretty much our predictions for the for how the play-ins were gonna go went exactly as we expected so that was good yeah, Brooklyn made it. Yay! As this time, see, although we beat them, we can get we can get to that. <laughs> we'll start with yesterday's yeah. games. I think. Okay, so um, the first game yesterday was the Mavericks you, versus oh, Jazz. Yeah, yeah. I missed that one actually. I but, didn't see it either. Yeah, because I didn't even realize the games were starting so early. And um, I had I had some friends visiting from like Texas, so uh, I was out with them. But um, that was without Luca. Luca's still doubtful, I think, for game two. Or has yeah, with the, was it with the sprain thing? Yeah, it was a very low scoring game, and I think the Mavs were holding a lead for like a good amount of time because I was just like score watching. Or I guess it was just like in the first half they they managed to get a good lead and then Utah kind of ran away with it. But um, what are our thoughts on this? So without Luca, I don't think the Mavs can win it. We both picked the Mavs to win the series, but but that's a but remember that was contingent on Luca because yes. when we talked about this last episode, with like within that minute he got hurt. Yes. Or we found out that he got hurt. We found out. Um, it, I got the, he got hurt six minutes uh before we started talking about this matchup. <laughs> but um, okay. So, with that being said, how many games does it go to? Like, at what point are you not comfortable? Where even if Luca comes back, you don't know if they can bring it back. Well, two zero. I don't know. It's. You you have to say too well, but it's like a especially if it comes back game still, three. But yeah, no, but it's there's also things like Dallas is at home right now, mm-hmm. so losing a home game in the playoffs is never a good place to be. And Utah is notoriously hard on visiting teams. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's um, that's definitely a fact. 
But we've seen some monster playoff performances from Luca. Like I know he'd be coming back from a sprained ankle, but like I am never gonna count Luca out. I mean, it's just it's but we've seen monster performances, but have they resulted in wins for his team? That's true. Okay, how about this? Uh, for the supporting cast, the Luca list, uh, Mavs. Do you think they will take a game from the Jazz? I mean, they have to tomorrow. Uh, the next game, I think maybe tomorrow. That's mm-hmm. do or die. Okay. Because if but you want to expect them you, to, you, is what I'm asking. Um, I don't expect them to. I just, I just don't. Feel, I think that team has just always been too dominant on Lupa since, basically, as a rookie. Dallas mm-hmm. has been solely de- so dependent on one player, and I don't know. Utah has been hitting a kind of rough patch lately, but they have. But on a depleted roster against the um, the Mavs, like they can do it. That's fair. Uh, for reference, by the way, just uh, as a reminder, if this game. If this series does go to seven, then the Mavs would have home court advantage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a good thing going for them. But yeah, I, there's not much to say on that one because I kind of missed that game, so it was a little upsetting that I that I like was just on the road and I was like, no way they started basketball this early. The second game of the day. Uh, the Timberwolves versus the Grizzlies. I actually caught a good majority of that because even though I was out with my friend, we went to a bar. We went to a like a we went to an oyster bar. So they had food oyster there. bar. Fancy. They, sorry, they had they had sports there. <laughs> Not too fancy, actually. Like a chill, laid back vibe. But like it was just it's just a, it's just yeah. a cool spot. But um, yeah. So we were doing that and we were watching the game. I thought Jaw was hurt because, like, he was on the bench for, like, a long-ass time. Like, I was really questioning the, the rotations. Maybe it was just because, like, you know, I was at, like, that environment. So, it was more like I'd, I'd be in conversation and I'd look back up at the game and stuff. And, like, he's still not back. So, maybe I thought more time had passed or whatever. Because, you know, especially, like, with refing and timeouts mm-hmm. and shit. Like, it takes forever. Because by the end I of mean, it, Ja ended up playing he... 35 minutes. Yeah, no, 35 minutes, like, that's basically what you expect, like, you're a superstar to play. Mm-hmm. There's no no one else, only Dylan Brooks comes close to matching that number of time played at 35 minutes and 22 seconds, four seconds shy of, of Ja. So, Just, like, yeah, he, he played. Ja started off really hot, too. Like, I think when he started, it was something like he was, like, six for seven or, like, six for eight. And then, like in the in the end of the fourth quarter, he closed out like two for ten or something like that. I don't remember. It was it was like really bad though. And yeah, he was eight for eighteen. Mm-hmm. Like the it, final thing. Yeah, he he did not close the game well. Um, but Cat had a bounce back after his horrible playing game. Yeah, and, I mean. Mm-hmm. I've always liked the talent that uh, Minnesota has between Cat and, like, I'm always just excited. I wish I could add the Angelo Russell, but nah. What um, do you mean? D'Lo's been great this season. Not, but like, not to, not where we, his trajectory from the Nets is not where, uh, is not where I expected it to be. I'd argue he's been better. Not necessarily that, um... So he doesn't have like the same scoring punch he's had. He's a much improved defender. He sets up the team well. Like he's he's a really good team player. I think he covered a lot of his flaws that he had in his mm-hmm. game. And maybe didn't take his strengths and improve them, but like he strengthened his weaknesses, you know? Yeah. I mean he he contributed tons and he was like uh very helpful. Like what was great in the nine assists. He had nine assists uh, this past game. So this past game was 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 a struggle for him. But Cat and especially Ant both got it going. They were they were unstoppable. It was it was so fun. Thirty six thirty six for Ant, twenty nine for for Cat. 
and, and you were always more that, of an Anthony. Go ahead. Yeah, and Cat also dropped like thirteen rebounds too. Yeah, it was a great bounce back game. You were always more of an Anthony Edwards fan than I was, and yes. Watching... I love his honestly. I love his personality. I just like I really vibe with him. Me too. He's cool. He's 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 a cool dude. It's just that like I didn't um I wasn't like the biggest fan of his game, I guess. But like watching postseason at has been so fun. Like he's it's winning me over really quickly. Like I think he's just one of the more likable players. Like, mm-hmm. and he just brings that charisma and like he just has fun with it. And he's one of the guys that turns it up when the playoffs come around too, which is so fun to watch. I mean, this is a this is a two game reference. Uh yeah, but like, I mean, his very based on his very first and and second game, or I guess playing's technically right, not um postseason. Playing is its own know. little category. Yeah, the games that like really matter, he seems to really step up, which is which is really nice to see. Speaking yeah, of um, he's not, he's not afraid. Yeah, speaking of playoff debuts. We get to the next game in which, uh, I w- this game was so frustrating, bro. So Scotty has 15, 10, and 8. Mm-hmm. On pace to have a triple-double in his very first playoff game. And he was the best player on our side of the court. And and beat steps on his ankle not like it it would have like okay make it sound like it was uh by accident like by accident yeah, i don't think but... it was intentional at all he wasn't even looking or whatever but like joel and beats a heavy ass dude and almost 300 pounds and he stepped on his ankle and scotty's ankle like folded over and and he he was like on the ground in pain. Not that it would have affected the outcome necessarily of this exact game or whatever, because we were down like twenty at that point or whatever, right? It was very strong showing from Philly. Great, great offense from Philly. They had like one turnover the entire game. Um, Maxi Hard and Harden. Tyrese Maxi well. had thirty eight points against us. Harden didn't do well. Well, yeah, I think he did well, or maybe Tobias it was Harris. Just a Tobias joke. Harris. Uh, it might have been go a. It might have been a joke. Um, I can go back and look at the box score, but like twenty-two points, fourteen assists. Yeah, yeah, on, on thirty-five percent shooting. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, on the starting lineup, he has, also. I think a, I think a lot of it came in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's the second lowest uh, uh, plus-minus in the starting lineup. The only person below him is uh, Danny Green. Danny Green's two points and three assists. Yes, sir. And his one for six shooting. <laughs> but oh hey, gosh, if that's, you that's funny. If your teammates shooting like Tyrese Maxey, putting up thirty-eight points, yeah, you don't need shit. Like... <laughs> so this game, like, of course, I watched funny. every minute of. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a lot harder to say now with um with Scotty and Thad Young having their injuries. Uh, Gary Trent has like an illness that like he's listed as question or doubtful. I think for for the next game, our team is like really thin now. Where like our our staff is not as full. We weren't um doing great necessarily. With um with the first okay no, weren't doing great is is a severe understatement we got the shit kicked out of us in the first game of the series yeah but honestly that wasn't too concerning to me because for a, a couple of reasons number one is the Raptors curse <laughs> it's extremely rare that we win like the first game of a first series it almost never happens you guys are historically awful in game ones yes except for um. Not last season, but the last time we were in the playoffs in the bubble. But that was against the Net team, the Nets team that had like ten G League members signed right before we went to the. <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up setting like a 
all-time league record for like most points scored by a bench because we had like a hundred points off our bench alone. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I mean, you said you said like you you're betting on Doc Rivers to coach uh, to coach the Toronto back into the series. I'm betting on Doc. Okay. That's part of it, right? Doc Rivers is not a good coach, but my thing is, I I think in a playoff series where you're able to properly game plan everything, I think Nick Nick Nurse is exceptional, like top oh, no, three coach great. in the league. Excellent X's and O's. He he's really good. Yes. So with with us losing Thad Young, us losing Scotty Barnes, Gary Trent, right? Um, Trent should be able to come back soonish hopefully as long as his illness goes away like he was he had a rough game yesterday he was getting to the line really well at least at the beginning but um his shots were off and at some point i saw him like i don't remember if it was hold his stomach or like he was coughing or something but um you could tell that like he, there was something affecting his game right like there was something bothering him but um this flu game. i still think we have a shot I think it's significantly less if we lose Scotty for the whole series. I don't think you win without Scotty. I I don't think so either, but I do still still think there's a chance. So my I want to reserve my 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 judgment for the next game, but I don't want I'm not letting the first game dictate how I feel about the series because yeah, it was a beatdown, but what I was noticing is all of our problems were like uncharacteristic of the team, right? So mm -hmm. Tyrese Maxey was blowing by everybody, which may be a legitimate problem. That's probably the one I see most likely being an issue for us still because uh, Fred has basically been rehabbing a knee injury for like the past month. And um, I don't know if we have a guy quick enough to like cover Maxey while still trying to suppress Embiid and harden at the same time right mm -hmm. so so that is something that i think we may end up fixing with uh as far as scheming and stuff but not 100 percent sure but we'll see how that one works out the next issue was that um we weren't forcing any turnovers we're a i think top three team in the league at forcing turnovers and most of our points come off of transition which isn't necessarily great in the playoffs but at the same time when Philly only has one turnover, we should be able to like actually fix that, you know. And yeah, like, no, that's uh, uncharacteristic. Exactly. That's that's not going the to James Harden's continue. James Harden's game only had one turnover, <laughs> right? Uh, was it him? Uh, was it, it had to be him, right? Let me see. Also, that... we're talking about James Harden and Joel Embiid. I feel like that's. I feel like there should have been more than one. James Harden was the turnover. I mean, he passed the ball so much. Oh, it was like, Tobias Harris. Okay, so they ended with three, actually. But okay. like, at, That's by the time I ridiculous. tuned out, it was one because like, it was getting close to the end of the game, and fucking, we were down like twenty five or something like that. It was it was ridiculous. There was no chance I was coming back. But yes, so it was lack of defense, lack of effort, and um, rebounding. They out rebounded the fuck out of us. But our Aren't team, you is, the tall team, huh? Aren't you guys the team with a bunch of six nine forwards? We are exactly, exactly, exactly. So I don't expect that to be the norm. So I think we'll still make the series competitive. Um, we beat them in the regular season series, and that was while missing a lot of players too, right? So like with the last game, mm -hmm. we beat them. We were missing Fred and OG. So the loss of Scotty is huge, but like I'm not gonna sit here and act like. OG and Fred aren't better players than Scotty. So you add them to the mix, but you remove Scotty. I do still think there's a chance that we can, at the very least, make the series competitive, especially with like Nick Nurse adjustments and stuff. And I, I, I knew it was going to happen. Like, even, I don't know if I said it in the fantasy group chat. I was talking to somebody and I was like, I want to at least see just like a, a good push after halftime. And after halftime, I think we came back into the game with like an 18 or like 20 point deficit and we brought it to within like six. So, okay. yeah. There and was then, some fight. 
Yeah, so we, we started to lose it again, and then Scotty got injured, and then Fred got ejected immediately after Scotty got injured. Um, I think with, if that was just a halftime, I think giving Nick Nurse two full days to game plan against this Philly team will will make a huge difference. That was a, that was a okay. long rant for, for a blowout. <laughs> My apologies. I, just, I was just <laughs> like right. really analyzing that game. We have another blowout right after, though. Uh, yes, yes, we did. There, there was plenty of blowouts. So, um, immediately after was the... Golden State versus Denver. Yeah, the Warriors and Denver game. Kind of expected. We found out Steph was gonna play, and then I was like, "Yeah, that's kind of the end of the series right there." Like, I don't know if Denver's gonna win a single game. I mean, just just for reference, uh, the final score was one twenty three one oh seven for Golden State. Steph mm-hmm. did play, but he only played uh, twenty one minutes. He, played he off the bench. was on the bench. And That's insane. Jordan Poole is like is starting his campaign for like the, the next great warrior. The third Splash Brother. The the splash sun <laughs> replace it replacing kd yes so it was a good game from clay good game like wiggins pool it was just good team basketball like all across the board like you look like people were all contributing um it's pretty much what you expect from a warrior system and Jokic just doesn't have enough weapons around him there's not much there's not much else to say about it like will barton had like a good 24 points on on like 55% shooting, it was good. But like next highest score was a tie between Monte Morris and Bones Highland, who each had 10 points. Monte Morris had it in 31 minutes and Bones had it in 17. Yeah, that's not a recipe for success. Because let's see, the Warriors, you got 30 from Jordan, 19 from Clay. That's right. I did put that on both. 16 from both Wiggins and Steph. Then you got another 12 from Draymond. Oh, come on, Draymond hit double digits. Come on, guys. Um, this was a yeah. game with a with a with a much less effective Steph Curry than normal. He shot like five for 13. He had 16 points. He only played 21 minutes. He was still three yeah, for no. six from three, though. He was still that thing was Dude. still flying from deep. <laughs> Is this the plus minus on the Warriors side? Is this insane? you look at it um so oh, yeah. we said jordan we we just praised jordan pool seven uh clay thompson five uh draymond green 21 expected and <laughs> andrew wiggins 16 uh well auto, auto porter, porter jr, jr. 21 21 steph 17 it's insane that shit, that shit is so funny. I don't think this. I don't think Denver's gonna win a game. I know I I picked them as a sleeper. I should have really like paid more attention to like Jamal Murray. Oh, no no no. We 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 did it. I, it was. I always thought the Warriors were gonna win, but it's like it's gonna be more competitive if Steph is out. If Steph is oh. Steph is in, then like it, it's over. I picked it under the assumption that like if Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr. were to come back, and I did that like over a month ago. Now that I think about it, so. Yeah, Fair. I don't know why you did that because they were never going to come back. I wasn't sure. I thought Jamal Murray could have. I don't think you want to ramp back up from the type of injury he had to Straight play into the basketball. playoffs, especially with a guy like Jamal Murray who plays like super hard and like plays through injuries, even though like it hurts and shit. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, uh, yeah. let me get into today. The first game was an absolute fucking blowout between the Hawks and the Heat. Uh. Do we need to talk about it? <laughs> I don't think so. It's the one versus eight seed, and I mean Trey had a bad night. He eight points. Oh god, I didn't even like see his final. I thought he would have eventually got more. Trey Young one for twelve from the field. <laughs> I put I put this game on and very quickly stopped watching it. Like it was it was not even close. It was a it was a beat down. Like, it's just embarrassing. Duncan Robinson shot, like, 9 for 10 from the field, 8 for 9 from 3. 
That was insane. Great game from Jimmy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just what was expected, I guess. Like, you don't think the the Hawks were really gonna be able to make that much noise against Miami? Maybe take a game if they're lucky too. But like, we knew it was gonna be pretty much this. Like, the Hawks weren't that good of a regular season team. And and a bad we did, and this was also with a very bad Tyler Hero. Yes, yes. So the Heat weren't even like in full form. Although nine for ten from Duncan I mean, Robinson is about as good Duncan as you can Robinson get. Made up for <laughs> a, a thirty point game from Duncan Robinson that is, is crazy. <laughs> Eight threes made. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Then okay. Then there's the crowned jewel. Of all the games that have that have happened so Actually, far, no, no, wait. Let's 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 leave it for last because it's it was the best game. My brother in Christ, we've been going in chronological order. Okay, fine. <laughs> like, I, I, we can move the on. Best yeah. game. Okay. The best. Um. While we were rambling, the Pelicans and Suns finished. I didn't watch it. I didn't need to. I didn't even look at the box score. Again, one seed versus the eighth seed. The Suns have been historically the. Uh, like oh, Chris Paul almost had a triple double. 30, 37 yeah. and ten. He scored nineteen in the fourth quarter. Holy shit! He was twelve for six, sixteen. <laughs> twelve for six. He was twelve for sixteen <laughs> from the field, and four for six from from three. Devin Booker twenty five four and eight. Yeah, very solid. What you expect from the Suns? And uh, CJ's been tearing it up with the with the pelicans but i mean i kind of expected that like i knew cj wasn't bad it just 25 boards from valentunas 18 and 25 and they lost you know well i mean is zion decided to rejoin the team and will do whatever maybe actually no he's still a little bit too heavy right now to do anything but like still hold up i was praising cj he shot 36 percent from the field Ingram shot 35, Valanciunas shot 33, Herb Jones 25. Okay, I see why they lost. That's very... I mean, we're, some of these people have never been to the playoffs. A lot of these people have never been to the playoffs. And then CJ is always the AP in the playoffs. Yeah. He puts up some really good nights and he puts up is some really bad nights. Yeah, okay. That's what you mean. I thought you meant if he isn't like, he's like questionable like in like his play. But like, yeah, no, it's like... I don't, I wouldn't even say like a night to night thing. It's like year to year. Like you don't know if you're <laughs> going to get CJ being like this dominant guard who's like putting up games and like can put the team on his back here and there, or if he's... oh my god, last year he was awful. Yeah, but that that run where they in 2019 where they made it like all the way to the conference finals, CJ was incredible. Yeah. So you win some, you lose some with CJ. Yes. So with the Bulls and the Bucks, I was very pleasantly surprised to see that the Bulls did not just let the Bucks run away with it. I mean, okay. They took a big lead at, at, in like the first half, but the Bulls actually fought back and brought it back. De- DeMar played abysmal. It was um 6 for 25. Uh 9 for 27 from Vucevic. Six for nineteen from Zach Levine. It was bad by the end of the game. Like they were all, like pretty inefficient. Alex Caruso had the best out of the starters at forty two percent from the field, but it ended close, which is which is much better than I would have ever thought for any of these games. Honestly, I mean, yeah, I guess it's just the Bulls aren't good against good teams. It's established. And they were decent today, but I don't I still don't think they're gonna get a win in the series. <laughs> I don't think it's changed anything. I just hope hopefully they make it more competitive, you know, and like it's at least like more entertaining to watch. Of course, because we're all about the product. I mean yeah. I I guess Congratulations, Bulls. You ended your playoff drought. You were very exciting at one point this uh, this season. And they still don't have Lonzo Ball. Yeah. Well, they're not getting him. Yeah. 
they're not going to, but I'm saying like, you know, part of why like the Bulls have been a little more underwhelming since since like that hot start is because they were just missing a ton of people. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know what they're gonna do. They gotta make some moves in the off season. They gotta fill out the roster a little bit more, try and fix it up, see see what they can do. Maybe see what uh you can their, do back for Vucevic. Their highest scoring player was Vucevic, right? Mm-hmm. Nine for twenty seven. Two for ten from three. That was the highest scoring player. Why did he shoot ten threes? <laughs> if you don't get his big ass in the paint, that, <laughs> that's the problem with 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 these bigs these days. You know, they're not they're not they're not a real big. I mean, Vucevic still got his rebounds, seventeen rebounds, probably catching all his own misses. Mm. And look at his field goal percentage. Should have had that ass in the paint. <laughs> Not really. Giannis and Brooke Lopez's paint? I don't think so. <laughs> I, A great they, game for Giannis, by the way, good. as expected. The Greek freak, the Greek demigod, half yep. man, half amazing. Yep. And Middleton and Holiday were held back pretty, pretty uh, hard, and they still they still pulled through. So that's that's good. On yeah. on the Middleton books. went from. One for seven for three. Holiday one for four, which is the same that Giannis had. Dude, if Drew can maintain like his offensive production from this regular season, they're untouchable. Because last season, fucking Drew was not good as a scorer at all when they won the chip. Like he's just there to lock people up and play make. And he did that. And they were good. If Drew can come in and average twenty points or like eighteen Maybe points, like 18, gun, yeah, yeah, like an efficient like somewhere between like seventeen to nineteen points, probably like they're a legit threat to to Phoenix. They are already, but like they're they probably would end up being favorites over Phoenix. Mm. Although I don't think anyone should be a favorite over Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, no, not happening. But they can make a compelling argument. All right. We've delayed long enough. You know what time it is. The best game so far. I hate to admit it, but yes. I don't hate to admit it. That game was so fun to watch. (laughs) No, I was screaming. I was screaming so loud, like, in the last minute. Uh, But, yeah. So, we had uh, Brooklyn versus Celtics. You know, Mm -hmm. do we... All hype for that. We've been talking about this matchup all last week. Um, this should be the best playoff series. Yeah, I mean, they were like basic. I think they were they were tied at the half. Mm-hmm. They were really competitive. Celtics came out with a huge like momentum in the third quarter. Like they were up by fifteen points at one point. Yeah, and then fucking Kyrie, sir. Yes, sir. Kyrie Irving took over. He's single-handedly brought the, the between, Nets back. Between cussing at, at Celtics fans and giving them the, the finger. Which they deserve. Dudes. I'm sorry. What? No. Kyrie knows what he did and he knows he deserves it. <laughs> um, okay. You can't promise a city is like, I'll he be back. He knows he deserves then, it. And then poison. Okay, he doesn't know. He doesn't. He's not. He doesn't have. He's not able to like think like that. No. Um. He his like between from uh, like he you can't do that. What he's done. If he any player does that on any franchise, they'll get the same treatment. That's true. I'm not saying I don't I don't understand why the Celtics players are are doing it, but I'm I'm saying Kyrie's retaliation. I'm not gonna look back at look be upset about that either. You're just a Celtics fan. There's a decorum fans have to. Uh, there's a decorum players have to fans. I think fans. you can't be like Miles. You can't be like Miles Bridges and throw a mouth guard at them. I I think 
we need another malice at the palace. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we're just on different sides of things. Uh, but I think fans get way too bold now. I don't know. We don't know what was said to him. We don't know what was going on. You know. No, I mean, Kyrie has a history of insulting Boston, going after them. Like, now imagine if he's he antagonized the city. We're we're not doing that again. <laughs> That's fact. Because you guys won the game on an incredible uh, Jason Tatum uh, spirit. Oh my what god! A, what a chaotic last, last possession. <laughs> no, is this a a the the move a the defense that they played on uh, on Kyrie? Because let's be honest, the 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 Celtics won got that possession first off because Kyrie kept, like he usually does kept the ball until like the last like four seconds of the shot clock, and then he, he passed the, it off to. He was a one man team for the entire like second half of the game. Yeah, on both sides, because he because Kyrie was playing incredible defense. I I was like really surprised by that. Like when he jumped up and contested Jalen Brown's shot, like got his hand on the ball and everything, forced the miss. That was insane. When he had four fouls too, (laughs) and he stayed composed, perfect vertical contest, all ball. (laughs) I'm not saying he didn't have a good game, but I'm saying one of his flaws. Is holding on to the ball for too long, and then he passes it at the last minute, expecting a teammate to bail him out. In this case, Kevin Durant, which of teammates to bail you out? Like option number one, <laughs> one of the best of all time. And but he was he, shooting like thirty-four uh, percent from the field tonight, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, there's a uh, yeah. Like, let's not pretend Boston is not the number one defense in the league. And um, he had a heavily contested shot. They were against, number one. I thought uh, they were number two. Since January. Um, I don't know if it's still They overall. might be number one. They might be number one. Memphis might be number two. But yeah. Was it Memphis? I, I know definitely since January they're, they're number one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And a heavily contested shot over Jason Tatum. And then just... I, I think it was Jalen Brown who went... Uh, so like... Horford got the ball. Jalen Brown, he he goes he he goes. Iso's on the, court. On the right side of the floor. Yeah, Iso's on the right side of the floor. He sees Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart. Pump, Marcus Smart pump fakes. Draws two and defenders. Two people. <laughs> two people go flying at Marcus Smart like Steph Curry. Go 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 right to the scorer's table. <laughs> <laughs> to fucking let Marcus Smart run up, has his choice between the open shot, he makes the pass, Jason Tatum's no. on the inside, mismatch with Kyrie Irving. He's he's he, dude, but after he goes through them, he has the he has that that's a clean mid uh, range shot there. Very clean look with with and and the pump fake was at like three seconds left. Yeah, and then he sees and then he sees uh, Jason Tatum. Who gets the ball? Like Marcus Smart passes like around Kyrie, gets the ball, three sixty layup, buzzer beater. It was <laughs> it was a wonderful ending to 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 a great game. Like it was, you couldn't write it up any better. That was so fun to watch. Oh my god! Because that possession was before, amazing. I was like, oh, Kyrie's gonna hit a three, and like and oh, like close out the game. Stressed. Yeah. No, because uh, even even for the double team, I got annoyed because when Al, I think it was Al Horford who came for the double team, right? Kyrie went to uh, it looked like, and they were up one left. at this point. Yeah, he went to the left, and then you just saw Marcus Smart having to run behind Al Horford mm-hmm. to like uh to uh to to start defending Kyrie, and I'm just like, you leave him open for like those two three seconds. I'm afraid he like he would just shoot it. But then Kyrie, instead of like doing that, he went deeper into the paint. Like he went to the right side of the court, deeper into the paint, and then like he was fully double teamed there, and like he he could not make any space. Yeah, man. Credit to the Celtics for um 
just really good ball movement. And that was their that was the big problem that we were having at the whole first half of the season with the Celtics was that like their ball movement sucked ass. They didn't have any proper playmaking. Nothing nothing was getting done like as far as like team coordination. Ime Yudoka is I give him a ton of praise for um for this second half like resurgence of the Celtics. Marcus Smart I think has stepped up as a playmaker. And also just Tatum. Um Tatum's yeah. looks like he's Tatum significantly improved as a playmaker. He had eight assists. Uh, Smart had six assists. Like, yeah. And Brown passes the ball more too, but not to the extent that Tatum has. Like that. That. Uh, well, he yeah. He also might not get the assist. Like we like this play. We talked about like he is he is the instrument that got this ready. Because honestly, that was a that was a pretty good shot. He got to Marcus Smart. Depend looking at the time because they didn't call a timeout. This was in transition. That I was mean, a pretty it, good pass to Marcus. It Smart. was a great shot because if that pump fake. If Mark <laughs> and it's like Marcus Mark was was torching this team the first half too. Yeah, but like no, I'm saying like that could have been the shot to win the game. Yes, definitely. I probably wouldn't have, but like I'm if, glad if that you... I'm glad that they took their time and found the high percentage shot. I'm I really yeah. appreciate that. Because what is it? It could have been a winning play, but it was not the smartest play. They went to look for the smartest play. And like, and all this happening in like what three seconds, four seconds, it was insane. I think it was seven from 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 Jalen Brown's possession, three from Marcus Smart, and then like JT got it with maybe like a second and a half. Yeah, because the game basically was over. It, the the game ended like uh, when the shot went in. Yes. And so in a game one of of round one. What an exciting game! Yeah, I mean, be, looking at the lineups, uh, maybe we got, maybe Minnesota could give us some more fight against Memphis. But like, in terms of what was it? Uh, one of the broadcasters said these two teams know know and think they can make to the finals. Mm-hmm. But and one of them is going to look like that's, that's true. Uh, round one. Some really bad like, coaching decisions today from um Steve Nash too. Like a lot of fouling early in the game. Uh Andre Drummond was shit. Yeah, no. It was, uh... He <laughs> he he played like Andre Drummond. <laughs> a lot of fouls and uh just questionable plays. Yeah, we'll see we'll see how the teams adjust. Like I'm gonna be at the edge of my seat the entire time because you know, you know how I feel about going up against KD and Kyrie. No league like, is ever gonna be safe against this Nets team. Those two scare me. On the other hand, I don't think any lead is safe against the Celtics team either. So it's gonna yeah, be a very very fun watch. And. Uh, and... And like I feel like our defense, our defense is still pretty good, mm-hmm. even without uh, Robert Williams. Mm-hmm. And like, if the Celtics can, we just need to win those games. Just need to play smart. Like for the past couple of years, and if you've been listening to this podcast, my issue with the Celtics is the bad late game decision making. Yep, especially from especially from like Tatum. Yep, Tatum would have a lot of turnovers late game. That was that was such an issue for the past few playoff runs. <laughs> and now you're now you're seeing them mature. Like they're actually they're, the decision making is a lot better. Even uh, was it Draymond Green uh, tweeted out like a year ago, Marcus Smart would have taken that shot. Facts. <laughs> this year, this year he he bought into the system, etc. He pump fake found a better uh, found a better play, and honestly, after pump fake the mid the mid range, live or die that would have been a good shot. Mm-hmm. The pass to Tatum, even better. Even if he pump faked and hit the three, I would have still been like, okay, good shot because you know, like his feet were already set and everything. Maybe like stepping into the mid range would have like thrown off rhythm or whatever. I think any of those last three shot opportunities that they could have had were all good shots, but they found the best one. Yeah. And even 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 Brown, like just the fact that he didn't force it. Mm-hmm. 
found the open man, and it's like I'm excited to see what this team can do. Nobody was playing hero ball. A beautiful thing to watch. Whereas the Nets were only kept alive because of hero ball. It was quite quite the contrast. <laughs> yeah, no, Kyrie. I mean, the thing is, that's what your team is. Mm-hmm. You have two ball hungry superstars. Who, at least one of them, needs the ball in their hands for a significant amount of time to be uh, to be effective. I think it's funny that we've seen at least three, or I guess not funny. It's unfortunate that we've seen at least like three or four injuries so far, and they're all like just in game one. So like today, Jalen Brown was it uh, Kyrie's elbow. I think like definitely an accident hurt his nose. Yeah, definitely an accidental play, but like he got his, his nose hit and he was bleeding a lot, a lot. They had him playing with like tissues up his nose. Yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. So that happened. Um, most of these injuries came from that Raptors game. Actually, I think almost all the rest of them did. Cause and I think Embiid caused all of them. I think Embiid hit Kem Birch, and then Embiid like I think pushed pushed Thad Young or something. Or that one might have just been like both of them were kind of like making a fight for the ball, you know, and like Thad kind of fell over and like hyperextended mm-hmm. his finger, and then there's the Scotty Barnes incident. Yeah, all which are like acts. Like, I don't think none of them looked, like, on purpose. Just, I didn't like, see what happened with Ken Birch because, uh, I, okay, I guess I technically lied because I said I watched the whole game, but that Minnesota and Grizzlies game went on so long that we missed, like, the first six minutes of the Raptors game. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I think I think we got a good playoffs going ahead. And what I was thinking about, recently you remember last episode we were talking about it how brooklyn if they end up making the seventh seed they're going to be the hardest path through the the playoffs as possible because if they manage to get past you guys they then face the bucks and then after facing the bucks if they if they make it out of there they would then face miami and then phoenix so they basically have a path entirely made out of championship contenders yeah and not like fake championship contenders like philly less like (laughs) a bunch of real championship contenders if the dice falls in the right way these these teams can easily win the finals i'm really looking forward to it i think i think there's a lot of good basketball going on and i i'm just hoping that um that toronto philly series can still be competitive I know the Celtics Nets one will, and I don't know if any other series in the first round is going to be competitive, honestly. Um, Memphis. Memphis, no. uh... Memphis should clean up. Memphis should clean up. It'll be uh, when I say competitive, I mean like a chance that 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 there's an upset. I don't think there's a chance that that uh the Timberwolves are going to upset are, Memphis. Aren't you, aren't you cat, a cat fan? I am. I'm not delusional. I love Cat, but Memphis has been like an incredible team all season long. I'm not going to just say, oh, the Timberwolves are going to beat them. They're the two seed <laughs> for a reason. And then um, the Dallas-Utah one can be competitive, but in an ugly way. <laughs> you know? Actually, if you're looking for an upset, that might be the one because Dallas is a seed higher. But like... Yeah, that'd it's be upset honestly... as in all the fans would be upset. <laughs> Any anyone who's not a Utah fan is just upset. Like also it's like if it's due to lack of Luca. If Luca comes back and they still beat the dog shit out of them, like congratulations, Utah. And that raises questions on Dallas, because this would be like three seasons in a row they lose in the first round. I wouldn't necessarily say so, though, because Luca got a sprained ankle a week before the playoffs started. I mean, he was hurt. He was hurt last time too, wasn't he? Or one of those times he got hurt. 
Yes. But that didn't stop him from averaging like. <laughs> no, but it's like um, Dallas needs Dallas needs to Dallas. It's just saying like, if this season doesn't work, Dallas needs to figure out a solution to work. So like, you have that second punch. At first, mm-hmm. it was uh, they tried with Chris Tops. That experiment didn't end well. Not at all. Like, you need you need someone else you can depend on. Spencer if, Dinwiddie. Uh, if Luca is out, because Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be inconsistent. That's just like what you get with him, right? Like, there's times where he's going to go out and he's going to drop like ten, and there's times where he's going to go out and drop forty, and that's just what you've come to expect from Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, he's super streaky, but like really effective when he's on. What was it? It's kind of like I don't even know where um, else to go with that. What was it? Uh... It was last year. Last year, the uh, the Chris Middleton memes is like half the games. He's just uh, a, your average NBA player, maybe a six man, and the other half of the of the games, he's Michael Jordan. <laughs> that was last season, though, where that became a thing. Because before, he was just ass. <laughs> yeah. Still better than. Okay. Oh, he's catching strays. Still better than Eric Bledsoe, though. <laughs> Where is is he? Is he out of the league? Is he still he's in there? New Orleans. Really? Isn't he still? I I don't know if they moved him, but like he should. I, for New Orleans' sake, I hope they did. But <laughs> he should still be on that team. Let me check. Like Fox. after 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 the Drew Bledsoe thing, he, he it never happened for him. Is he not in New Orleans? On, oh my gosh. Oh, they moved him to Portland for CJ. It was salary filler, right? I forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Ever since he rolled up to Boston and then uh, was it Terry Rozier uh, came up with like the Drew Bledsoe jersey, it's been over. I think the funniest thing is like on Twitter, it's like, Eric Bledsoe is like with regularity referred to as a war criminal. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Like people, people, people are like, "Oh, this war criminal Eric Bledsoe is back at it again with another stinker." Oh my god! Oh shit! He's out. He's out with a, with a pain in his Achilles tendon, according to Wikipedia. Oh boy! But yeah, rest up, Bledsoe. We hope we hope you're okay. We're we're not actually dicks. Like we we don't dis dislike you as a person or anything. We're just making fun of lack of playoff it's all success. About, it's, it's just basketball. That's facts. You can still drop buckets on my head. The only the only person that will take it first. Yeah, and Kyrie could definitely drop buckets on your head. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Mm-mm. But yeah, lots lots of fun, lots of good things going forward. Um, there's finals coming up next week, so I'll probably be pretty busy for like this week and next week coming up. Afterwards, we will see if we can work it into our schedules to make multiple uploads a week, just so we don't miss too much on our. Uh, too much content on each upload. So we'll probably shorten episodes if we end up doing that to like maybe 20 to 40 minutes and um we'll just see from there. But uh nothing nothing's in the air. Just trying to you know keep y'all in the loop. But I think that's it for today. So follow us at off the screen pod on Instagram and Twitter and Mike, if you don't have anything else to add, I think we're good here. Yeah. See you guys next episode. Yeah, later. <laughs>